Hello, 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 welcome to Push a Shout, episode 64, and we are back a week right late, on time. but we're sticking to this time, which is a good thing. Uh, Skippy, what have you been up to? It's been two weeks. Both of us were sick last yeah. week on the day of the podcast, and then, um, you know, we were. I was still sick at least through the weekend, and then Me it too. got to the point where it's like, you know, let's just stick to... Of the schedule. Yeah, the the day after our last podcast, I came down with a fever and stuff. I was sick all that weekend, and then it was off and on sick for the past two weeks. So, and I was coughing and everything, and I've still got a cough. So, hopefully, I won't disrupt it too much. But, uh, yeah, uh, I haven't had. I don't know. I, I've 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 watched some stuff and played a little bit of stuff, I guess. But it's it's been a pretty uneventful two weeks, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, let's let's just start out talking about what we've both played, which is Firewatch. Yeah, okay. What do you think? Well, Firewatch, if you guys, the folks at home, the good people don't know, it's a, a walking simulator, um, very pretty, striking art style, where you're kind of alone out in the woods, and you get talked to over the radio, and you can talk back, and you just interact with things that uncover a story. And that's the gist of it. Um, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. Um, there were some problems with it, I'd say. Uh, it didn't actually look as good in motion as it looks just to stare at. Yeah. Um, When you actually start interacting with it as a game, it kind of doesn't look as great as you'd like it to. Because the style is so important, and it's still held up. But yeah, that's, that's its own thing. The big problem, though, I'd say, is the ending. Um, people have said their piece about the ending. I don't really want to spoil it, but at least my experience with it was, like, there needed to be more something, more substance by the end. Um, it didn't seem to quite pay off everything that was set up. It definitely didn't do that. It, it So, yeah, it, you know, we won't spoil anything because there's, there's not much reason to, I don't think. Yeah. Maybe we will, like, next week or something if people want to play it. There you go. Um, and I would recommend it. What? How much was it, like? 20 it bucks was 20 bucks. It was worth 20 bucks. I think it was worth 20 bucks. You get three or four hours out of it, um, and it's it's a good three or four hours. I played it all in one sitting and, and was pretty satisfied, but the ending, yeah, the ending's not the most satisfying, and you kind of see it coming, too, and you kind of see how it's not tying everything up also, mm-hmm. uh, and then it just does exactly that, so it's kind of underwhelming. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was still... I didn't hate the ending, but it was just kind of there. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, some of the stuff that it sets up, like it kind of, I don't want to spoil anything, but it, it throws some, it throws some potential mysteries and stuff out there that a couple of them get, get delivered on really nicely, but, uh, it, it feels like they throw some stuff on there just for the sake of it being more mysterious and kind of yeah. grabbing your attention, which feels like a bit of a dirty trick in such a narrative driven game. Um, it does but, feel very constructed. Like yeah. a lot of it is because the environment is so linear that you're basically, even though you do have to check the map, um, really you're just walking straight from one place to another every time um, with yeah. some more map checking. Uh, Super Bunny Hop made a video about it, and he recommended turning off your position on the map. I might be interested in trying it that way or you know yeah, it would that, have been nice to play it that way i think that could be more interesting i i do feel like it sends you on each beat of the story it sends you to a different place on the map pretty much you yeah. know it just kind of covers the whole map as you go and i do like i don't feel like i was not, treading over there yeah, exactly that much. exactly i did yeah. like that that it didn't feel like they were just reusing the environment but it yeah, did but at the same time you start to learn cheesy, like where there's a single log that <laughs> crosses this one path and there's just yeah. one narrow path forward through this vast open wilderness. Um, yeah, I, I would have liked it if it was more open. I didn't, I didn't feel like it needed to be that um, constrained with like, all right, here's the route to this place. Here's the route to this place. Like it, I felt like it could have benefited from a much more open design where you're actually having to, like you said, use your map uh, rather than just kind of say, okay, here's, here's the path that I go on. Uh, but those are pretty small complaints and that's not really the focus of the game. I, I, I 
I thought it was going to be, and then it and then it ended up being more narrative. I knew it was going to be narrative driven. Obviously, it's a walking simulator with you know Mad dialogue. Man. As yeah, Mad, I liked him. I thought he, he was, was a great. great. Voice. They were both really great. Um, and it's funny because like I, I saw some very short gameplay footage of like the beginning of the game before I bought it, and I thought the voice acting was terrible. Like I thought there was something weird like going on with like no, it's, I don't it's know the delivery natural. felt off. And then yeah, what. <laughs> I, I, it doesn't it, fit it trailers. Only, it doesn't. It doesn't fit small bits. Like you have to learn the characters just a little bit. Like the the footage that I watched was maybe fifteen minutes into the game, but that's enough time for you to learn the characters and get into the rhythm of their style of humor. You know, they're constantly cracking jokes and being sarcastic and stuff, and you don't get that if you're just yeah. If you just jump into the middle of the dialogue, uh, so it, it ended up being great. I, it's actually. Some of the best voice acting in in recent memory in, in games, actually, I think. Uh, I think he's a that that I forgot his name, but that Madman guy. Um, you know, a lot of the times those screen actors don't exactly translate over to voice acting very well, but yeah, he did it, a good job. It was very good. Um, and the art style would that, have been great if I hadn't played The Witness a week before. Oh. The witness looks so much better, and it's a similar. It's not the same, but it's a similar kind of simplistic well, colors, art style. You know, the colors I think are particularly well considered. And the witness, they're better. It, really? The witness just does the same kind of stuff better, and that it just, it just, it was so fresh in my mind that I couldn't stop thinking, like, oh yeah, the witness looked better than this, and it performed. Uh, I had. Did you have lag spikes and stuff? Like I had. I didn't frame have drops. Lag, lag spikes, but I, I think this might have been a result of streaming it, but um. It did seem like weirdly stuttery at times, like not dropping yeah. frames, but kind of stuttering. My frame rate would go down like in shrubbery with lots of shadows and stuff going on, and I didn't feel like the game looked nearly good enough to justify that. Oh, but doesn't. I do, I do like the art style. But like, I like just, his big meaty thumbs. Yeah, it should have it should have performed better, given what how simplistic it is. But but yeah, I mean it was it was fine. But the witness spoiled me because the witness really is like, it's actually. I don't know how much I talked about this when I first talked about it, but like, it's actually a pretty stunning looking game. Like it looks fantastic. Uh, and so, and so it, it definitely spoiled me. If there had just been a few more weeks where witness wasn't so fresh in my mind, I probably would have liked it more, but, but yeah, I liked, I liked firewatch. I liked, um, that beginning sequence. I actually thought might've been the strongest part of the game. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was effective. It's, Um, it's funny because that usually that's such a, Basically, the beginning sets up. It's a bunch of exposition. It just sets up. Here's the history of your character. Period. That's all it does. And it's just dial. It's just it's just words on the screen. And that sounds like such a what it does terrible way to do it. But it actually ends up being really effective. It's nice because okay, in in books you can have a character in the woods and start with him there and then break away at some point and talk about what happened before or you know yeah. throw that in there in a game. If you start in the woods, then the only way to get his backstory is for them to shove it in there. And yeah. it never quite works or never feels totally authentic when games do that, where they'll just start going into a lot of detail about their past. It'll either be through expositional dialogue yeah. that's like very on the nose, or it'll be through a really jarring flashback that, that exactly. doesn't totally fit. But they yeah. have to do that because you're starting with nothing and they have to fill yeah. in the gaps. If It was a pretty, I don't know, it's not amazing, but it was cool. Like a choose-your-own-tone-of-relationship game. Mm-hmm. Which is was fun. You, you build your character in a way, but like all the options kind of fit the kind of person he is, I guess. But like, and that's also there's, there's, essentially there's what you do are, on the radio for the rest of the yeah, game. Like yeah. you're you're building the tone of your relationship then, and then you do it yeah. live with the radio. It's good. And I felt like some of the dialogue options could significantly change how. Like there must be some pretty significant branching dialogue and like different, I guess maybe endings, because um, it. it like did you get you there's some points where like you can either tell her stuff or not and it seems yeah, like that would be that. really significant to how how things would change in the Sometimes future Sometimes she but... gets mad and stops talking apparently. <laughs> yeah, that only happened to me once, but it was kind of weird. It was just like it, it was especially weird because when I feel like I, to I moved you? It farther. never happened to me. It happened to me once and I I had moved really far, I think, and so it said she's not talking to me anymore and then like 30 seconds later she comes back on the radio. But anyway, um I, I liked it, and I would recommend it. Uh, it's, I would too. It's a good walking simulator if you're it's in the mood for a good little narrative experience. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
Um, it, it's well paced and yeah, I, I, most of the complaints I have about it are very minor. So yeah, I, I, and the twist, there's a twist and, and not like, I, I'm not gonna spoil it, but it, I feel like it, it, it kind of builds up this mystery and then the way that it reveals it was actually pretty well done, pretty satisfying. Like there's not like this grand moment, maybe yeah. there's supposed to be, but I feel like it kind of sufficiently prepares you for it where it's not like a surprise, but it's, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's interesting the way it unfolds. Yeah. Exactly. I really liked that part. I know what you're talking about. That yeah. part of the ending. I liked, yeah. um, I don't think the main character stuff got the resolution it needed. No. Um, but, um, you know, it's cool though. Yeah. I, I think I like it more than, than some people I've been hearing talk about it. I, I haven't actually heard that many other people's <laughs> opinions about it, but, uh, I yeah, and I I love the concept too of just the whole being out in the woods and like talking to someone over your radio and like building that relationship was a, such a great idea and I think on that they pretty well delivered uh the the atmosphere and the and the, just the that feeling of the feeling they're trying to get across there is is very effectively done so yeah yeah it's good stuff um Although I do feel like you could get a pretty good experience watching someone play it. So if you're only kind of <laughs> interested and you don't want to pay $20, maybe do that instead. But there, there's dialogue choices and stuff, but eh. Um All right. Uh, also, I watched all of uh, Better Call Saul. Finally. Finally. Which I've been planning okay. to do for a long time. And you're talking about they season... finally uploaded it to Netflix. That's, so. Yeah, my, my roommate's actually watching it now, too, because of that. Yeah. Um, okay, so... That's a year old. I think we can talk spoilers there. Sure, yeah. What did no you think? Um, I liked it a lot. I, I It's loved... so different from Breaking Bad. I don't even... I haven't even really compared them in my head. Yeah, isn't that cool? That yeah, It doesn't even that. like... And it features the same characters. Yeah. But it still feels like its own thing. Definitely. Uh, it, tonally and just everything about it is way different. It... it Breaking Bad has a very formulaic kind of pace where it's like you, you build up for he has a plan uh, and nine then it escalates the and then, and then yeah. it pays off. You get the climax and everything, and then he's and left it's always empty inside, like, and then repeat yeah. but more empty every season. Yeah, and Better Call Saul just doesn't do that. Yeah. Better Call Better Call Saul does, goes a completely different direction with it, and God, that the plot with his brother it was is so great. great. It was that's one of the best. Wasn't it great? relationships? I've 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 seen on TV. I love I love those characters. It in the was way, it oh, felt God, so real. Yeah, like that's um, something that could happen. It's really well done, and and just it's so hard. I feel to get that right where you've got like a mentally ill person portrayed in a story. It it, it it's hard to make them feel human. I think a lot of the time, but they oh yeah they they do it really well. Um, and they that's don't... what I was talking about last year. When I said yeah. that there's some parts of it that that's feel more heavy than really anything in Breaking Bad, that's what I was talking yeah. about. Um, it, that's it's very heavy, but episode. yeah, I I like also that you've got this sympathetic character who isn't necessarily a good person. Yeah, and then you've got and then you've got a character being Saul who you expect not to be a good person and who's actually a really, really good person at heart, yeah. like trying to do the best thing at every step of the way and, and get shit on for it. Yes. It's, uh, it's heartbreaking. Like, yeah, my God, the only thing, the only thing I didn't like was the way at the very end, like literally the last scene where they, they kind of set up that yeah. like, Oh, here's his character twist. And it's like, I, it didn't feel like it earned it, right. but but I I know kind of why they did that, and uh, I am glad they whatever. did that because not just because it's, it's an easy natural thing to put there, yeah. but also because when you think of Better Call Saul as a premise, you know that what happened in season one is going to happen that he's going to mm-hmm. go to the dark side and start being a scumbag. And they yeah. they basically covered that ground now, and yeah. there were enough loose ends that they're clearly going to follow up on, mm. um, like with the Far Cry Three dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they, yeah, they set up all this stuff, and they don't they they don't 
the the whole season doesn't really go the direction at least I expected it to at all. No, I, is, I, just I expected mean the it ending. to be more the ending. Yeah, okay. He, the, the, but yeah, the stuff in between, I was pleasantly it's surprised good. by consistently, it's, especially the Mike stuff. That was yeah. some of the best stuff in Mike's Bad. a great character. Yeah. Uh, God, yeah, they're doing just it's it's very very well done and it's it's so different from Breaking Bad. I I love that it's it's its own thing. Because um, when I first heard there was a spinoff, I thought I, I thought it was fine that they were doing a spinoff. Like I didn't. A lot of people had a really negative reaction to that, but I didn't feel that way about it. But I did feel like it would just be more Breaking Bad. I felt like it would be that formula again, and it's nope. just not at all. It's very it's, it's much more comedic, it's fun, and, and yeah, it, it's just I mean, Breaking Bad is fun. But this is another level. Yeah, but. This has yeah. This has a more of a focus on on especially this the season. It'll probably get darker. But I mean, yeah. What great characters, yeah. all of them. And um, you know, this is more of like a personal thing. But I'm glad that Vince Gilligan was able to make two really successful, really quality things. I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm not though. surprised. I mean, but you know, we know it would be it would be do. sad if there was a spinoff and it sucked. You know. And it's yeah, like, oh, definitely. he just did the one good thing. He he's gonna be fired. He's gonna keep making great stuff. It could have been a cash grab, you know, yeah. like oh, make this series on 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 this network so that we can get the Breaking Bad Which people totally watching another thing. Which is totally possible with AMC, yeah, the network that brought yeah, you The Walking Dead. Because yeah, they're desperate, and like yeah, they and and you get these. Uh, was it AMC or it might have been FX? Those kinds of networks that that have a couple of the really great shows, and then they try to. What they do is they come up with a new show and they show it right oh, after so their great one. Uh, what was the um, FX? Uh, what was the uh, the show? Low Low Winter Sun, yeah, something like that. I remember that. And it was like they marketed it in this way that was like, "This is one of those shows," but it a just completely failed. Show. I never saw it, but um, like apparently it just Hell didn't. on Wheels and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever, like the the killing. All this stupid Rubicon. I remember having to sit through previews of Rubicon while I was trying to watch Mad Men season four when it was airing. <laughs> this stupid bullshit right. show. Whatever. Okay. Um, are you? Yeah, you've got Narcos, right? Yeah. Um, I also watched Narcos. I'd, I'd seen the first few episodes and I finished them up. I binged them. Um, I liked it. I, I don't want to say I'm disappointed because I feel like that's being harsher on it than it deserves but people when it was when it was airing or when it first came out or whatever uh people were hyping the shit out of it and uh and i was really excited to watch it and then i watched it and it was like yeah that was all right like it was a it's a decent uh reenactment show or whatever like just like based on a real story but highly embellished uh I don't know. It, it, it attempts a lot of stuff that it doesn't succeed on. Um, it has this kind of Goodfellas. Apparently, the, the the creators actually credited Goodfellas as being one of their major inspirations. But it has this Goodfellas feel to it, where like the main character has narration, and like the the action will stop and he'll say something in response to what's happening on the screen. But it's not done as well on in, in on any level as i mean goodfellas is a hell of a standard to reach but it just doesn't succeed at all like his he as an actor isn't the most he's not supposed to be likable but like he's just not he doesn't fit that kind of character that's good at those narrations and witty and that kind of thing like he's just kind of he's just kind of a dude and okay. it doesn't it, it doesn't feel right um but the story itself is obviously very interesting because it's hey, it's Pablo Escobar. Um, but spoiler alert and warning: uh, if you're going to watch this, it doesn't end with Pablo Escobar dying. There's a setup for season two, which I had no idea. So I was expecting it to just end, and then it and then it didn't wrap up at all, uh, which was really annoying. But whatever, it was it was fine. Like I still I still would recommend people watch it because it's an interesting story, but it's not. It's not the it's not the thing people were hyping it up to be. It's not as well executed as people claimed it was. It's just kind of okay. Um especially in a world where like the jinx and stuff exists, which is just incredible. Um but anyway. Uh I also want to mention I, I mentioned the witness earlier and I went back and played some of it today actually. Uh so I I beat the game a few weeks ago, but there's a lot more to it than that. And just like the ending, getting to the ending. Um, 
and I kind of started exploring some of that stuff. And that game, that game's fucking crazy. I'm not going to go into any detail because you just have to discover it for yourself. But like, I mean, this for everyone who's into video games. Period. You need to play The Witness. Wow. Just because it's, yeah, it's just really, it's completely unique and captures. What Skippy, you sound like a shill. Are you shilling? I'm shilling for the witness because it's it is it is something that only a video game can accomplish. Like obviously, like the the satisfaction of completing the puzzles and everything and the and the way that you come to these epiphanies aren't always within the puzzles themselves. Like sometimes it's the world around you and stuff. And just that game uses its medium to to a hundred percent, a way that in a way that games don't usually do. Like games just don't usually take it as far as this game is. With with like, what can we do with this being a video game with an engine that we built ourselves? Like, what's some of the crazy stuff we can come up with? It, it goes places, and it you get a lot of time out of it too. Like, I don't want the price tag to turn people away because it is it does feel like it's an overpriced game for a what it comes down to a puzzle game, but it's it's worth the price. It's it's a very good game. Okay. Uh, it's just it's just kind of mind blowing. There's a lot of it is artsy fartsy bullshit, but it 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 kind of earns that. Like it kind of deserves to to be that way because it does do some incredible stuff. So yeah, it's it's just very very cool. And I'm going to talk about it in detail at some point. But I want I, especially I want you to play it first okay. so that we can really talk right. about it because like there's just some interesting stuff. I, you don't have to play it right away. Maybe wait for it to go on sale or whatever. But like eventually, everyone needs to play this game. Hopefully by the end of the year, you know. So, good stuff. Okay. What about you? Uh, I've been playing more Earthbound. Nothing new to say about that. It's still great. Um, it's a game I'm enjoying savoring more so than even Undertale and Lisa. That it's it's meaty. There's substance to it. I'm taking my time. Um, okay, but new stuff. I saw the new Coen Brothers movie, Hail Caesar. I want to hear about it because I haven't it was seen it. Great. And I want to. I liked it. <laughs> what a surprise! Um, yeah, it was kind of along the the same lines as "Oh Brother, Where Art Thou," and mm-hmm. maybe Big Lebowski even. Um, kind yeah. of lighthearted. That's ones. what I, I got the Big Lebowski feel yeah. from it because it's like it felt like it was like there's this crime stuff happening with characters who can't like they're just incompetent. It winds and, up being even more than that, like. They did yeah. a pretty good job of concealing the plot in the trailers, I thought. But it's pretty nebulous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, it's you don't great. Get a good impression. Like of. the the basic premise is that there's a fixer in old Hollywood back in the fifties. His name is Eddie Mannix. He works for the fictional Capital Pictures, and um, his job is just to f- put out little fires as they come up. Um, like, oh, mm-hmm. this actress is taking photos with um, with the competition, and that's disallowed by our contract. So he's going to barge in there and rip up the film and get the actress back home and cover it up and bribe the cops. And it's great. Um, I don't want to spoil this movie because there's a lot that is just, you know, some of the most memorable scenes in their canon of movies. Okay. Um, but a little taste... Um, there's movies within the movies because obviously they're working on the movie sets and they kind of go in right. and show the filming of it and they watch demos in the editing room and um, there's there's this song and dance number that could easily have just been placed in one of these old movies with these very elaborately choreographed song and dance numbers and have been yeah. one of the greats of that time. Like they put a lot of effort into the movies within the movies. And then Mm -hmm. the plot itself is also just thick and great and fast. It's a really fast movie. Um, It's great. I loved it. Yeah. That's probably number one on my list of things that I want to watch that are like still in theaters. Make sure you Um, see it while it's still in theaters. It just makes it, it makes it better. Really. I'll probably just like, I'll probably just go alone like this weekend or something and just like sit down and enjoy a movie. Um, yeah. Why not? Cause that, yeah, that, that just, that's, that, that's probably going to be a movie that I really, cause Big Lebowski is like probably my favorite movie of all time. Say what you will about the fan base and all that stuff. But like, I love that movie and this seems like along that vein. Yeah. So 
I'm really excited for it. I saw another movie that was not as good. Okay. Called Deadpool. Oh, no. It wasn't as good? Not as good as the Coen Brothers movie. Sorry to report. Um, was it terrible? No. Um, okay. okay. I'm going to give you some... On the Beef Tard ass cast, we did predictions. Oh, boy. We're plugging it again. We did predictions of what would be in the Deadpool movie and recorded okay. them. And I'm just going to fill you in on the ones I got right because I am super proud of them because they were fucking Hail Marys and I got them exactly. Okay, so I predicted a Jared Fogel joke. A Jared Fogel being yeah. a pedophile joke. And that, bam, that was in there. Predicted a Limp Biscuit reference. A Limp Biscuit reference was in the movie. Wow. This okay. was the longest shot of all. I predicted... That the movie would end with a scene where Deadpool addresses the audience and says, What are you still doing here? Leave the theater. Like a Ferris Bueller reference. And not only did that happen, but it was literally a Ferris Bueller reference. Oh my god. Shot for shot. Remaking the whole scene. (sighs) I should have just written the movie. And lots of other that lots sounds of sounds like exactly what I expected yeah. the movie to be. The movie, I, and you, I guess, the movie but... is exactly what you think it is. Exactly. <sighs> um, it's probably a little better though, but exactly what you think it is. Like legitimately funny, but in a way that okay. Like, so there's Family Guy. There's definitely early seasons of Family Guy are legitimately funny, but yeah, kind of there's definitely the enough actual gags to make it genuinely funny. Um, right. They're also good jokes too. Um, they're not all just caca poo poo wee wee pee pee, but a lot of it is. Yeah. And um, yeah, you know, I don't. I like. I don't hate. Like, I don't mind that they do that. The referential humor really is is what I hate the most. Uh, uh, the there was like, some hashtags. Here's a reference to Jared Fogle, which there happened was some a couple emojis. months ago, but it's still topical. Uh, gotta say, um, I'll tell you this: the only thing that I've liked that I've seen from that movie and all the previews and ads and all that shit. Uh, there was one funny thing, which was they replaced, they didn't replace, they, they had a promotional movie poster for it that made it look like yeah, a romantic you know, movie. Uh, actually, that was funny. So, so much of the movie is about that romance and it's actually the best part. Probably. I, I, I heard something like that. It was yeah. Interesting. That's kind of weird. That's not how they, marketed it really except, yeah. for, that, except for that poster but, it, it was, <laughs> but that poster is intentionally misleading right um the action was pretty bad because it's a much lower budget than most of these other movies obviously right um yeah and you could it kind of looks like a freddie wong video sometimes like an after effects like th- 3d yeah. project look i'm gonna slow down shoots through three people yeah, through the head like, and it's that all stuff yeah. wasn't all that interesting but Sometimes they use the CG t- for humor, and there is some of the funniest like sight gags. One in particular, I'm thinking of where I was just dying. It was great. Um, okay. So yeah, there's. Was it the part where he? Was it the part where he said he would touch no. himself at night because he uh, it was not that guns? actually. Good guess, but. <laughs> and the, the villain was really, good. Um, or not good, but he was scary, I guess. Uh, <laughs> okay. I didn't know that this movie would have, like, a hostile-style torture porn element to it, but it does, mm. and I'm not going to spoil that, but, um, yeah, it's just, I didn't expect that, really. They do a good job of not giving away the best jokes in the trailers. In fact, they basically put all the worst jokes in the trailer. Okay, I'm glad to hear that at least because I thought maybe that the trailer was yeah, the best parts of the movie, and I didn't have like a single time in any of them. The movie has to offer. Okay, that's good. That that that's a little relieving. Um, I, the impression that I got of Deadpool, and this is someone who's never read comic books or he's anything. I know he's a comic annoying. book character that's, that's known that's for his character. breaking the fourth wall and that shit. Yeah. So the impression that I got was like, okay, we have this character that's uh, his whole thing is that he's aware that he's a superhero and that he's kind of that's those are the jokes he makes a lot of the time are like this is a superhero movie therefore it's it, it kind of it's a commentary almost it's like a satire 
Or that's what I kind of was like, okay, that, that could be interesting because sometimes it's coming out after all. It's good when movies. that happens. Sometimes it doesn't work so well. Yeah. But I feel like if they went all the way with that, if it was a satire of superhero movies, a lot of then things. I would love it. But I also feel like that's not really their focus well, at all, and that it's mostly just like here's no, jokes in a superhero movie. I'd say that's movie. probably the central arc of the movie. Okay. That okay. and the romance okay. are probably I, the two I, I can dig biggest that. things that it's trying to do. Well, because, no, it's doing uh, three things. It's doing three things. It's got an interesting romance, a satire about superhero movies, and shitty cock poop jokes. Right. And, yeah, and reference yeah. humor. Memes for Because Because a lot of the discussion I saw on the internet of people defending it, especially before it came out, were people saying, well, that's how the comic book character is. And a comic book character can I, it's be annoying. Like, well, then the comic book character might suck. Like, I don't care if it's how the comic book character is. If he's if he loves making jokes about whatever fucking chimichangas, then that's great. He can do that, but that doesn't mean it's good. It's just it's just it's just faithful to the source material. Good for them. But I, it sounds like it's better than than my impression. They make of it, it work least. in a I movie. Still, I'll say that. Feel like I'd hate it. I don't think you would okay. hate it. I think it's pretty. It's, okay. it's pretty hard to hate this movie if you see it. Like, um, you know, Carlos, he's one of the most cynical people I know when it comes to, yes. especially yeah, when definitely. it comes to superhero movies. And he was, but he also was, has bad opinions. So if he likes get it, get that on the record. Fits his character, Carlos' bad so. opinions. Um, and he came around to it when he watched it um, legally, not on the Pirate Bay, and. Uh, he said that you know there were a couple moments where he chuckled. Even people who go in wanting to hate it don't really. So, you know, because I was thinking about just hate watching. It's not like, that kind of movie. Hearing that it was, I don't think it's going. It's it. not Suicide okay. Squad. Like we still have the best ahead. I, I'm kind of now. I now I just kind of want to watch you it should, out of curiosity because I just want to see what it but is. Definitely but see, definitely right. well, see, definitely see Hail I'm Caesar genuinely, first. I'm genuinely, yeah, I, I'm genuinely glad to hear that it's better than I thought it was, or probably better than I thought it was because I was I was like the movie's better than Ted I can't let that stand holy fuck it's better than Ted <laughs> it's like two Ted okay I, I was like legitimately um saddened over the last several days when it came out and was like breaking box office really? records and stuff I was like god damn it why does good. this movie have to I'm be successful I'm not super okay. in love with this movie or even at all I just it's good I like it but um at the very least it's a successful R-rated action movie, which we need more of. Like, action. Imagine yeah. a movie like this, where instead of it all being CGI, it's actual practical effects and blood. That you know, for an action movie, but it another, should be another, that fun. Another impression that I got of it was that it was trying to be edgy, though, and I don't want edgy R-rated action movies, like just intentionally well, provocative is, and but... shit. I don't know. You well, just, okay, yeah, if just it's playing it. it for laughs, then that's one thing. But like, I, I just, I don't want it. I don't want people to look at it and say, "Oh, well, you know, this is the kind of like this in Suicide Squad is the direction we need to go in." Of like, oh, it's it's crazy and dark and gritty and 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 nasty. It's not like that. I don't know. I, maybe I'm just too cynical. Okay. Yeah, it's more edgy and like the child kind of juvenile notebook scribble. I want to kill everybody. <clears throat> way than the Suicide Squad edgy, where it's very dark on the bleeding edge of dark grimness. Anyway, that's all I have to say about Deadpool. I saw The Revenant again right. in theaters, and I liked okay. it more the second time. Um, I think the the first okay. time we talked about it, I said it, it it's very long and felt its length. Um, mm. The second time, it didn't. It w- seemed to go by pretty quickly, and I felt like a lot was happening and I was more interested in it for some reason. Um, so, right. yeah, and it held up on a second viewing. Um, I think I, yeah, I liked it a lot more the second time. I can't really explain why, though, but that's the revenant. Cool. Or same and choice. now to the haps. Now that we got all the useless bullshit out of the way, we have some haps. Um, let's start with Kojimi. So, Kojima... Did I you didn't, actually watch but I this? just read about it. Um, Kojima okay. and uh, Guillermo del Toro gave their talk at Dice, 
and oh, there's a lot of great stuff in that. But they vowed to work together again. Who knows when that'll happen, but they vowed to do it. So hopefully that actually happens. And there's a trailer game right now on the PS4 Marketplace for a free. What? No, dang. there's not. That was Making a funny joke. Uh, there were some other great moments, too. Like when <laughs> Guillermo del Toro said something about the bastards with the money and told a story about how he and Kojima will go out to karaoke bars and he'll be singing in Spanish and Kojima will be talking in um, Japanese. And then he says, and neither of us has any idea what the shit we are saying. That's good. That sounds pretty amazing. I want to see the whole thing, but I haven't found a link. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll be able to find a video of that. Um, yeah, that's 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 really exciting and really relieving. I, I, God, I want them to make that the game that they wanted to make with do. Silent Hills. I hope they do. Norman Reedus was talking right. to them recently too. So who knows? Yeah, I was rewatching. I was rewatching a playthrough of that and just blown away all over again of just it, it's so well done and so good looking. It, I've never seen an interior. Oh, space yeah. done better than even that. on the ps4 which really isn't all that powerful but i no, don't think i've played something on pc that looks that like polished it, it, it's the style of it more than the like okay the engine's very impressive but i feel like it's just they just nail a lot of the little things yeah. that convince you it's real the way that light reflects and the haze of, of the air it's it's just done so well that the textures don't have to be amazingly perfect. It yes. You don't need an amazing machine to run it. It's just that they've they know how to make it look perfect. It, it looked amazing. Yeah, PT anyway. is great. I hope they eventually make something great. Let's make um, it again. So Street Fighter Five came out, and some folks yeah. are in a tizzy. Yeah, seems like des- divers- des- deservedly well, so. I don't know. Um, so the, the basic problem people have is that they release the game and there's no arcade mode. Um, you can do training mode, but no arcade mode. And there's one other feature missing, like spectator mode. Is that some other feature? Like they're extras, they're extras. I know you can watch other people's matches after they're done. Um, it might just be arcade. I don't know. Um, I'm not super up on it, but people are upset because they like those features. They're still releasing those features, but they wanted to release the game, the core game, earlier, and then just release right. the rest free later. Um, they announced this decision before the game came out. So some people are upset that they didn't announce it sooner, but I, I don't know. I, I don't... Flimsy has no problem with it. Um, and he actually cares about Street Fighter, so... I'm inclined to believe him. Our correspondent fighting game uh, expert, yeah. Flimsy. Um, when are we going to oh get yeah, him on the cast? Anyway. Um, yeah, I don't see a problem with that. Because anybody who takes Street Fighter seriously, the core fans, they don't need arcade mode. They just want to play the fighting game. Yeah. Which, you know, I think people complain a lot about developers pandering to casual demographics and leaving the core users behind. This seems like a a sound decision that was made to satisfy core fans. I thought, I thought people were in a tizzy because, and I guess this is just a separate thing. uh, Apparently the matchmaking, like the servers were just completely fucked and might still be. Excuse for that, but. Yeah, especially with all those so that's, network tests they did. Maybe it's just that huge. But yeah, that, that's what I thought was the big news. The, the I thing I heard about more the other about stuff so much. I heard that the, the single player game stuff was. I heard like there was some single player like story mode stuff that was disappointing, but it's like it's a fighting game single player yeah. mode. <laughs> Sorry, I think they're upset uh, that there's that instead yeah. of arcade mode because that is kind of like you know whatever. Who cares? The core of the game is there. That's what you should be playing. Um, when yeah. I was talking to Flimsy, he said something interesting that I, I want to repeat. Uh, that a lot of people who are upset about the um, 
the matchmaking situation in the arcade mode is that they want to be able to just go into arcade mode and play and win, and they get upset when they go online and get bodied. Um, and like, there's this weird entitlement that Street Fighter players have currently. <laughs> yeah, entitled gamers. Again. Breaking the story, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I I think it makes sense to release the game now. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I, I, for me, if I if I was into fighting games, I feel like I all I would really want is the multiplayer mode, and I wouldn't care about anything else. Yep. I just want to play other people. I, I maybe I, I would. I guess I'd want the training mode so that I can learn the combos and all that shit. But yeah, that's it. it just needs to be pretty bare bones. Uh, but whatever. Uh, I, I I do think I don't like the 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 trend of games coming out piecemeal. You know, like Hitman. But <sighs> Hitman, though, I feel like at least originally, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what direction they're going with. I haven't really read up on it, but it seemed like okay. They they're building that game as an episodic thing. So like, here's this next you know area with a few missions and stuff. And I like I, it was just kind of built that way from the beginning, maybe. But a lot of games, it seems like. Oh well, we don't really have time to finish this and this and this, and we want to make it perfect. So it's going to be two months after release. Which, on the one hand, yay, they're trying to make it as good as possible. But on the other hand, when they did it with like Grand Theft Auto Five, for example, and the heists, I end up being disinterested in the game after you know yeah, six months. It's, and it's so like one month, it's not really comparable. If it's, yeah, I mean, if it's if it's pretty soon, then it's it's not a big deal, I guess. But it's just. I, it's a trend that I, I would prefer not to see as much of. Uh, but yeah, it's not a big deal. I, I don't feel like it's a big deal, especially if they're not charging separately for it. You know, I, that that would be obnoxious. Well, okay, um, so somebody in the chat said that entitled to features that all other fighting games have. The thing is, arcade modes, they really kind of suck unless they have some personality. Like Smash 64 and Melee's classic modes they were fun they had master yeah. hand at the end and break the targets and they yeah. had personality and then the newer ones fight 40 characters the newer or ones whatever. just don't have that personality because the like the fights that you have are just kind of randomly generated and chosen from this ridiculously large pool of characters and it doesn't feel like it has any character to it and truthfully that's basically true of street fighter like why would you i don't understand like putting so much priority on a feature that really if you care enough about street fighter to get worked up about this then you're not playing it anyway like i don't know i i i think the casual fighting game player is worked up over this stuff and i don't know why people enjoy playing fighting games casually i mean they're so there's such a steep learning curve that why would you sit on the precipice of scrubbiness and cry about arcade modes? Like, come on. What are you doing? Stirring the stirring yeah, the we're provocateurs. Here, man. Yeah, get a bunch of shout. hate mail over it. Push a shout. All right. Yeah, I, whatever. Uh, that, that game, though, I was watching some footage of it, and it does look really, really fun. And I've I've never really been that into fighting games, but that could be one that I try out and maybe like, so maybe I'll give it a shot. I don't know. I don't even know. I, I have like almost no, I know that like you block high and block low and stuff. Like I, I just don't know anything about fighting. I know that like to do the projectile is they like feel... down in a half rotation to the right or something. And then I, I, I know almost nothing about those games and I want to I know play... because it feels like such a huge missing chunk Smash. of my video game. Like I'd say that, Fighting games, traditional fighting games, are more like boxing, and Smash might be more like MMA sure. or something, or they're WWE. Pure, they're, they're Smash pure. WWE, <laughs> like boxing, it's all yeah. really tight, and a, a lot of your success depends on just very little things. Like, are you? Mm -hmm. um, I don't even really know what they do, but like, are you moving back at this particular point, but still close enough so that you can try to jab and get a hit confirmed? Things are just, um, yeah, the boxing is a, a good comparison for how those games feel to play. Yeah. 
That'd be cool. It'd be cool to try out. So maybe, maybe I will. Um, we'll see. This one, All right. I'm Assassin's interested Creed. in this because I've been wanting them to do this, and I'm sure, I guess enough people want them to do this now that they've decided to. Assassin's Creed yeah. skipping um, a year? What? Yeah, they're about five years late, but uh, they they've been you know it's obviously been a yearly thing up till now apparently and yeah they're uh, and then with this all was the spin-offs, completely unexpected like as far as i know and the- yeah and maybe they're still doing like a mobile spin-off or some bullshit like that but that would just be some third-party team anyway um but yeah they're they're gonna skip a year to try to i guess uh, get their shit together because that's it's been a good idea not so together for the last several years they're just gonna keep using um, the unity engine until the sun supernovas <laughs> Yeah, so based on feedback, you know, it's the kind of thing you would expect from the the press release. But yeah, I I, I think it's a good idea, and I would be way more interested in their next Assassin's Creed game, knowing that they've taken a break and like rebuilt it a little bit. Because like I've heard plenty of good things about the latest one, but I have no interest in playing it because it just knowing what that franchise is and has become. Why would I? Um, even if it's a good game, it just feels like I, there's something repulsive about the word Assassin's Creed. Like, like you just don't even want any part of it. I, I, I four was fun in its own way, I but played, it was such like, a different thing with like the three ship, hours ships and stuff. Of Assassin's Creed One, and I got bored, and I don't want it. Assassin's Creed One was its own kind of thing. Um, I loved Assassin's Creed One, but it was very repetitive and very redundant, and just I heard people like the there was a lot of. The second one is like, uh, is like, oh, this is Assassin's Creed One except good. Like none of the shit that you didn't like in Assassin's nice. Creed One. And then uh, Assassin's Creed Two Brotherhood was like the epitome of Assassin's Creed. Really? It was like here's here's the best possible Assassin's Creed we can make. Yeah. Um, and and then since then it's kind of been downhill. Except four was like a shining light in the middle of it because in three they introduced the ship combat with like cannons and all that pirates, stuff. Right. Yeah. And four and four, they they went all the way with it, and they said, "All right, let's do pirates in in the Caribbean." And and half the game you spend on the ship, like fighting other ships, and it's actually genuinely a lot of fun. It's kind of simplistic, maybe, and it, it could be better, like if it was its own game rather than just a half of a game. But uh, it four was a cool game, um, and but everything around it, shit. So. Yeah. What are you gonna do? I, I I hope they do something drastically different um, with the next installment because it needs it. Okay, Hitman gameplay. What's the word? What's the haps? What's the scoop? I watched. Uh, the, the, I don't know if there's a beta. There's a Hitman beta, and I don't know how closed it is. I don't know how to get access to it. I haven't really looked into it, but uh, you have to be an insider. I've seen some footage of it. Yeah, you might need to like pre-order it or some something like that. I don't know, but um, yeah, they, there's a I think it's. I think the the whole beta is basically like a training mode, um, or maybe a, tr- a training mode in one mission, additional to that. But it's actually kind of cool. The, the way they do the training mode is like they set up a fake mission, and like, like do you remember? Did, did you you played Call of Duty Four yeah, single yeah. player? That first level in Call of Duty Four where they're doing the what oh, they call right. it the, uh, the training course whatever grind house or whatever yeah. it is, um, and it was like here's here's the layout of the ship with like fake targets on it and stuff. Uh, and you go through it as fast as you can. And it's like supposed to be preparing you for the next mission, which is that same layout. But in reality, uh, Hitman's kind of does that almost like they interesting. You're supposed to, you're supposed to infiltrate a party on a yacht and assassinate one of the people on the yacht. And the yacht is made out of like plywood and stuff and put in the bottom of this huge, like, you ever seen the Tokyo drainage system? This is a really weird, obscure reference, but they Tokyo has these huge, I think it's Tokyo, these huge, huge holes in the ground uh, for, like, drainage. And they look like underground silos, basically, like a missile launch silo or something. And so they put the yacht in the bottom of, like, what looks like one of those things, and they light it so that, like, at first glance, if you're watching someone play it, it looks like normal but then you start to look at the details because they put up like curtains that look like a sunset and they like light it so it looks like a sunset but if you look up then you see like the infrastructure of the the training area or whatever it's just i just thought that was like a really cool thing um but yeah they they drop you in and it basically they've made blood money again uh the the hitman that people liked a lot 
it looks like they're making that. Um, they call back better? to it in some very. I mean, it looks like there's going to be. You know, Blood Money was already great, so they don't need to do, change that much. But obviously, they'll make improvements and stuff. But um, it it just. I mean, honestly, it looks like Blood Money. It looks like the same kind of mission structure where it's like, all right, place you in kind of this open area where there's different ways to do it. And then there's some very specific assassination. Like if you do it perfectly and you like, you can drop the chandelier on people or whatever, that kind of things is in there. Um, it's kind of hard to describe, but like, yeah, it, it looks like the hitman that people loved again. And, and cause like, if I don't know if you remember, Absolution's first gameplay trailer I that they came out with. I have never been into Hitman. Um, so uh, Absolution was there like, oh, this is the modern Hitman now and, and everyone's supposed to be really excited for it. We're bringing Hitman back in a big way. And they come out with the first gameplay trailer for it and you know the concept of Hitman. You know, right. you like disguise yourself as something and you sneak around and, and assassinate someone without anyone knowing. Well, Absolution, the gameplay that they choose to show you first is you're being hunted by a bunch of cops in like an abandoned building and you use, this is in the middle of like when Arkham Asylum or whatever was like huge. You use what is essentially Batman vision uh, or Eagle vision or whatever to like see through walls and like see the paths of the guards and stuff and then you grab one of the guards and you point your gun at the other ones and they're all pointing their guns at you and you have a standoff and then everyone starts shooting, and you're running, and you're taking cover behind stuff, and shooting over the cover at the cops. That sounds really unappealing. It is absurd. And then you run outside, and a helicopter is, like, chasing you outside. It It is Call of Duty. Like, literally that. Um, and that's what they chose to show Hitman at first. And, like, the fans of the series shit all over it. And, and then they came out with another gameplay footage video that was like no 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 this is still the hitman you love look this is this mission and look you can go either this way or this way like here's option a and here's option b for how you assassinate someone it i didn't ever play the game so i can't speak to its quality but it looked like not hitman um Mm -hmm. and so obviously this kind of feels like a response to that almost just kind of like all right you like hitman here's hitman here is what you like uh, of hitman and uh and it hitman blood money was very goofy All, all the hitman games have been kind of goofy in a way that you don't you don't see from a third person perspective. Like if you don't actually play the game, you probably don't see the goofiness of it because it it, it looks like no, it takes I, itself I've very seen seriously. To see that it's campy. Yeah, it's very campy. Um, and it looks like they're doing that again too. Where like I um, what is his name from uh, from the uh, uh, Stephen Colbert? No, from uh, Game Wanks. Or whatever. About? I don't know. Uh, the the Scottish dude. Tim like names. No, not him though. The other one, uh, Gus. Guy Woodward. Guy. That's it. He posted a GIF on Twitter. Oh, I, I guess he was playing. I guess he was playing the uh, beta, and you assassinate like a general or something of a Russian army. Or whatever. It takes place in the past, and they're testing Singularity. out some. Right. What? What? That's singularity. I don't know what you're talking the about. game. Where you go back in the past in Russia? I don't. I never played it. Okay, sounds good though. Um, so they're testing out some like experimental jet or something, and you hack into it so that you make the ejection seat actually work when they're testing it. So they're like going through their normal procedures and and they test the ejection seat, but it actually ejects them out. And so it like plays this cutscene when you do it, where the guy's going through the procedure and he says, "All right, ejection seat," and it just launches him out through the, through the roof of the warehouse. And it's like a really goofy looking thing. And that, that sold me on it. Like I, that the fact that they're willing to go to that length of just complete ridiculousness and not take themselves seriously. And, and, and there's, I've seen other footage of that same mission where like, there's a lot of ways to do it. Um, a lot of infiltration points and that kind of thing. And, um, it looks, it looks like a lot of fun and I've got that itch. Like, it's been a while since Metal Gear Solid Five, or it feels like a while. <laughs> and I loved Metal Gear Espionage. Solid Five. I loved that stealth stuff, and if and hit that's kind of Metal Gear Solid Five kind of has a Hitman quality to it, where like you kind of make up your plan as you go. Uh, Hitman's a little bit more like, all right, save and reload, maybe like you get a little more out of oh. doing that. But um, but 
still like that that kind of you're a safe scummer you're a safe scummer. well hitman like so i don't like safe scumming at all but i feel like that's the the best way to enjoy hitman is to like scout it out see what the ways are to complete a mission and then like do some different things to kill your target and have fun with it um because like in Metal Solid 5 i wouldn't want to safe scum at all because part of the fun is improvising right, to get out of bad situations but, but yeah i i kind of have that itch again so i'm actually like kind of really excited for the the new hitman it, it looks fun um so there you go and icing on the cake xcom 2 came out i yeah. have heard it's good i haven't played it that so game, I, the first one always goes on sale yeah and did very quickly after it came out so yeah. I think I'm just going to wait a couple months where it's like $2.50. And, uh, <laughs> I would wait a little more no, than two months for I, that. But I know. I heard it's it's good and that it's more popular than the first one. So, yeah. I, yeah. I, every, I would say every year or so, I start up XCOM. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to play through XCOM. And then I get a few hours in and I lose my best my best squad member and i don't like safes coming in xcom because i feel like that ruins you know the point of the game but because i don't want to save scum i get so heartbroken that i'm just like all right i'm not playing this game anymore (laughs) (laughs) and so i i have never gotten very far in xcom at all really um because something horrible and tragic happens and it's not like my game is ruined i could still complete the game but i just feel so horrible about it that i can't play anymore i can't go on so i don't know like i've been kind of resisting the urge to try to get xcom 2 because i've heard it's like even worse than the first when it comes to that kind of thing where it's like this is such bullshit i can't believe that all six of my squad members just missed that shot and now they're getting slaughtered ah that like it 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 makes me physically cringe i uh so i haven't played much of xcom i've played maybe 10 or 20 hours or something um but a game it's very similar to is fire emblem from a strategy game with um permadeath features mm-hmm. like where xcom is kind of built where you can just keep pushing on and just deal with people dying. yeah yeah um fire emblem really discourages you from doing that even though if any unit dies they're gone forever there's only finite units they're all characters in the story there's not right. many of them so you basically have to restart the chapter if someone dies anyone dies that's a big deal because the chapters are extremely long yeah so xcom kind of tests your ability to to keep pushing on and fire emblem kind of tests your ability to do it over and yeah. and perfectly and then eventually you learn like every subtle detail of how the ai is going to move when i'm here and it's just it's a it's an interesting strategy game. see that's in the chat right now there's a discussion over like save scumming to go back to that um and that kind of similar idea of like is is this a game that encourages improvisation where you don't want to save and repeat or is this a game that punishes you for it, failing yeah or encourages you to to try to perfect it and like all right i want to get through this completely stealthy but like like um uh certain games if they're in first person and they're a stealth game like deus ex or something you might go around a corner and someone sees you and there's not much you could really do about it like oh well shit that just happened and there, there wasn't much of a way to to see it coming uh, and then the whole thing's blown. Like, if you want a perfect stealth, then you've ruined it. Um, that's the kind of game where I feel like I would be more comfortable. I don't remember how I played it. I don't remember if I did a lot of saving and repeating. I probably didn't. But but still, like, I could understand why someone could do that. And I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't say that's the wrong way to play it or anything. But if I heard people were doing that with Metal Gear Solid Five, I would be, I I would feel yeah. like they're doing it the I'm wrong not... way. Because that game feels like it, it. you're supposed to react to your situation and, like, Oh shit! Shit has gone crazy, but there's a way out, and that's that's the fun of the game for me, at least. Uh, and so, yeah, I I, I don't I do don't it feel very like... often, but whenever I'm playing like um, an old game on an emulator, like mm-hmm. like an old RPG or something, um, Earthbound is an example, yeah. a recent one, where I'm not using save states very often, and never to like make encounters easier or do things right. But there are just some features of that game that are really annoying and 
just time consuming. So I will press the fast forward button, just skip like long, completely straight walks and things like that. Like I think using the game features of the the game around the content, yeah. you know, the engine. I don't think it's it's always bad. It just depends if on the it's game. not compromising the point of the game. Yeah. In the case of um, Hitman, it might be that it's about perfecting it, and that's where the fun is. And that's how I felt about Hitman because, like, when you get spotted in Hitman, it's kind of all over, and that's the point where you pull out your guns and try to shoot the guy. And it just it doesn't. That's not where the game exceeds because, like, the AI is just wanky, wanky. It's the AI is <laughs> janky, and uh, <laughs> and it, it just feels wrong when it when shit goes hits the fan in that game and so you you kind of want to see like okay what's it like to perfect this this mission and uh and then there's some stuff where like you kind of have to scout it out if you want to know what to do and when to do it and when like when this guard's going to be patrolling when so uh, yeah it's it's i feel like it's that kind of game uh people can criticize me for playing it that way but i I don't feel like that game rewards improvisation at all I, i think that that's kind of a Here's here's the way that I want to complete this level, and damn it, I'm going to do it. Um, but whatever, I, I, it's not a big deal. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I don't really have much more to say about saves coming. I, Me I think there's there's clearly a line. Yeah. You can cross the line if you're making your experience easier. Not like I don't know, patience wise, but challenge wise then that's probably a problem. Yeah. I, I have I have very little patient patience with games. And sometimes I will cheat like um playing the witness earlier. I uh, cheer. Yeah I am. Well what did I do in the witness? Um there's been a few a things there's been a few things where I've looked up either I've either looked up the solution or like given myself a hint. So like earlier I'm not gonna I'd have to spoil a game mechanic to to actually like tell you how what happened exactly but I, there was a, an area where i'm trying to find all the puzzles in the area and one of them i couldn't find but i i i felt like i i knew that it was an extension to a puzzle i'd already done but it was days ago weeks ago and so i just don't remember where it was and so i had oh to look God. up where that puzzle was so that i wouldn't spend an hour wandering around looking for it um and Which is fair yeah and that 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 feels fair but like um, then there's other, there's, there were other parts where it was just like, all right, I'm sick of doing this puzzle. God damn it. And I just looked up the solution and I feel terrible. Like, I feel like I, I, I regret it. I do. I regret that because it, it, it did, it spoiled that puzzle for me. Like it spoiled the experience of solving it. And, uh, and I don't recommend that anyone does that with that game. Even if you're horribly frustrated with some puzzle, just take a, take a night's sleep or something. Don't, don't feel like you have to get through it. You, you just, you See, have to complete that game by yourself. I'm not I'm not bad at puzzle games. I don't enjoy them very much though. So I thought that I was going to hate the line puzzles and that's like what the witness is. Um okay. and and I didn't at all. It it's just it's hard to explain the appeal of it because it, they feel they look so boring and they look like just the like I'm not a puzzle guy. I don't play a lot of puzzle games uh and well you do some you play i i play basically zero puzzle games i've 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 played more recently than i usually i've played recently i've played braid and human resource machine and this but those are all kind of along the same line of like okay this is a puzzle game but it's it's different It, it it there's something more rewarding than than your general puzzle games usually have and i just I want to convince people to play The Witness, even if you don't think you'll enjoy it, because like it's just. There's... I'm gonna play it. I'm yeah. gonna play it. Uh, wait for it to go say it or go on sale or whatever. But like, I don't care how boring you think that the puzzles look; they're not as boring as they look, and and there's a lot more to the game than that. So, I believe you. It's it's good. It's fucking good. And and you get you get to the point like. The game rewards you learning. You seem to have gotten more enthusiastic. I have because it's just like that game. You spend some time thinking about it, and then you go back to it and you complete some more stuff, and it's like holy shit. Um, Have you one hundred percented it yet? No, and I probably won't. Honestly, 
to really 100% it, there's some really frustrating shit you have to get through, um, and it's kind of tedious. I would say there's some, like, what I would describe as collectibles, that kind of thing, where, like, I would have to do some searching around that I don't find particularly enjoyable, but some people might. Um, it's not... Collectibles is selling it short, but still, it's it's not something that I think I would enjoy. But anyway, um, that game rewards learning the puzzles like the progression of it the natural progression of learning how the puzzles work and getting better at them and combining the concepts together uh it's hard to describe but it does an incredibly good job at it and and uh and just when you get fed up with the game where you're like all right i'm sick of this and this puzzle looks impossible and i'm just tired of playing this game you you go back to it and you solve the puzzle in like 30 seconds, even though you spent an hour the night before. And it's like, fuck, how did I, how did I not realize that? And ah, that happens over and over, but it's like, there's something really satisfying about it. And just, it's like when you are struggling with a dark souls boss and then you put it off and come back and it's like, suddenly it's really easy and you've just gotten, you've gotten better at the game and you just feel that you've gotten better at it. And that's, that's what the witness is. And just, it's cool. It's a cool game. And I, 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 I've seen some people in chat while I've been talking about it saying like, yeah, but those line puzzles just look so stupid. Trust me. They're not, they're not as tedious or boring or anything as they look. They're, they're good. Yeah. I play the witness. It's cool. Okay. I think that's all folks for this week. Join us next week at 8 PM central, Central, 9 PM Eastern, 6 PM West Coast and did you actually check that? Two AM GMT. Wow! Right? Yes, that's correct. Uh, and then we got to fix the um, MP3s and iTunes. Somebody's pointed out that um, the last couple haven't been pushed. That's to my iTunes. fault. That's my fault. Okay. And we've we've messed around with the website too. Oh yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. But I will I will update it this weekend. I've been sick and I've been like I don't want to fucking deal with this. But I will update it when I start feeling better, and I promise you'll get your MP3s. Um, Swaggy. It will happen. So you should you should be wanting to look at our beautiful faces anyway, rather than just listening to us. Um. Okay. Good good night, everyone. That's video games.